certainly see this field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then did they have weeds? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and bind them in the bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. If you haven't noticed by now, every one of these parables that Jesus is going through has a definite subject. He's teaching us um, with different parables, with different analogies about one subject. And that is the kingdom of heaven. The subject is the kingdom of heaven. In fact, I think we talked about this before. If, you, if you've ever noticed, if you were to compile all the teachings of Jesus through the Gospels and through his life, there is nothing more that he talks about than the kingdom. There is nothing more. Um, pretty much everything else falls underneath that heading. So you have a big banner that says the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, and then underneath that you would have gospel and evangelism. And everything falls underneath the, the kingdom because all those things are an outworking, a result of what the kingdom of heaven is doing. And this is kind of where it becomes interesting because we have this phrase kingdom of heaven and when we think of heaven we think of this, this thing way up there. Right? Like this thing that's, that's not here but that's, that's far away, that's far above. Which is true. And so basically what we're seeing when we see a subject of the kingdom of heaven, it's interesting that we're seeing things happening on earth. Like this parable right here is an analogy of something that's happening on earth. But it's called the kingdom of heaven. So what does that mean? The kingdom of heaven simply means that there is a council, there is an authority that is calling shots and making plans and doing things from heaven. But it's doing them here. That's how, that's how the kingdom of heaven, even while we're on earth, can be among us. is because it's heaven doing things on earth. It's the one that's calling the shots and giving the orders. And so this is really what we're seeing over and over again. All these um, these parables, these analogies that Jesus is bringing forth here. It's the working of the kingdom of heaven, but it's all it's all going down in on this right here. So the kingdom of heaven, if I'm to say it again, is among us. It is among us every time the authorities in heaven do their doing on earth, and the authorities in heaven are always doing their doing on earth. God is always doing. From where he is, right? So the kingdom of heaven is among us. All right, let's just go to the interpretation, all right? And we'll pull a couple things out of here. So go down to verse 36. So next week, Chad will take 31 through 35. Does that make sense? Okay. Then he left the crowds and he went into the house and his disciples came to him saying, explain to us the parable of the weeds and of the field. And he answered, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one. The enemy who sows them is the devil. 
harvest is the end of the age. The reapers are angels. Don't you just wish everything went down like that? Just bing, 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 bing. Where this is this and this is that. I mean, you and I, would it would just make it so much easier for you and I as a church. The church would probably be so much less fragmented if Jesus just bullet pointed everything like this. But there's reasons he doesn't. Part of, part of that chapter I'm going to talk about next week. Okay, Verse 40. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all, all, all lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place, there will, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, you guys got these? Grab them. He who has ears, let him hear.
some form of corruption in their past or in their present. We live in a world where an act of domestic violence takes place every nine seconds. We can go on and on and on about what's happening all the time right now around us in this world. Um, it's dark. Don't even get me started on the state of movies and music. Okay? Um,
no matter how bad something may be or something may look, he never ceases to be selfless. He cannot shed that. He cannot take a break from that. It is who he is. Right? Sovereign means someone who rules or reigns supreme. In other words, there's nothing higher. There may be other things that rule or reign in ways, but there's nothing higher than just supreme rule of the sovereign master. Not only is he supreme over all things, what he does and what he chooses to do is efficacious. Do you guys know what that word means? It sounds, it sounds like something else, right? Effectual. What he does is effective and effectual. It's a, a, one who is sovereign is efficacious, which is just to produce a sure and desired result. And this is the Jesus that we have served in. Always, all the time, producing a sure and desired result of that which he's determined to produce. All the time. So, effective and effe effectual. Abraham Kuyper said, there is not one square inch of that which exists in which Jesus does not cry out, it is mine. It is mine. All of it is his. Every square inch. So, so what does it mean that this enemy came in and sowed bad seed in the midst of his field and his good seed? It means that the master allowed it to be so. Can I get a little sketchy here? Bear with me. It means that the, the sovereign master and ruler of that field allowed it to be so. His guys may have been sleeping, but he was not. He was not. He does not sleep. We may say, oh, but surely he would never approve of this world leader or of this president or of this law or of this piece of legislation or this sin that is ever increasing every single day and even being celebrated. Surely he would never approve of that. But he never ceases to reign. He never ceases to rule. He never ceases to be supreme. He never ceases to be sovereign over this entire world. All the time. What this means is that he has the power to stop that which he wills to. And he has the right to allow that which he wills to in this earth. He controls every square inch. And no, he's not the author of sin. He just simply uses sin sinlessly. Sin already exists in this earth. It is a part of the fall that the first man and the first woman brought in, and then it just went right through the bloodstream to every other human being. So sin has infiltrated at all levels this entire world. It already exists. The world, by the way, which is still God, owning everything. God did not originate sin. Sin did not originate from within him. But because it does exist, and he's sovereign over all things that exist, he directs it where to go. He uses even that to do what he wants to do. Does this make sense? Okay. Cool. The field never ceases to be his. The progression of that field never ceases to be his. The final sovereign over the field or over, listen, all things that are in the field. Everything that's in the field. I want us to notice that there's two types of seed here, obviously, in that field. That's it. There's not three. There's not five. There's not ten. There's two.
you and I expect a finality and an end, not a process, right? But Jesus is content for whatever reason with a process. A growth, a build, a patience, culminating in a glorious end. And praise God that he does, because what if he reaped that field a thousand years ago? Where would you be? Where would I be? I know that I know that we cried Maranatha, and we should, which is come Lord Jesus and have pity on us. At the same time, every day that he does not is a day that people are being brought into exile. The patience of the blessed. The patience of the blessed. He he has a leisure and a labor in heaven of knowing that he is good to you. And he's going to Because in doing so, they might uproot something that's not a weed. It clearly tells us that here, right? Um, and, and, and the reason there's a possibility that the wheat may get pulled along with the weed is for two reasons. Um, these types of weeds that Jesus was more, every, almost everybody agrees this is a certain specific type of weed that he would have been referring to that people would have understood him to refer to. Um, they commonly, this weed commonly grows in wheat fields. It likes wheat fields, okay? They are known as darnell, and they are a weedy, dry grass. And guess what? They look very much like wheat until wheat grows to full maturity. They're very hard to tell apart. They're very hard to distinguish. Not only that, but the root system loves to grab on. Who cares? 
sees everything that's going on around us, even the most horrible things, he sees them more than you and I do. And he cares more than you and I do in the state of things. Think about that. He's a way more patient king than you and I might expect. All right. Number three. This parable tells us Jesus is a more just king than we might expect. He's a more just king than we might expect, as it's found in verses 40 and 43. We talked about this not too long ago. We need to talk about it again. Hell is real. Hell is real. Condemnation is real. Judgment is real. The price for punishment, for sin, the, the, the punishment for sin is real. The conscious horror of hell is real. It's eternal. It's permanent. And it's real because God really does love righteousness and hate sin. Sin is much worse than you and I can imagine. Especially to someone who has no true, completely, fully
why is it so permanent? And it's because hell is not just for sinners.
Do not murmur. 